Welcome to Wake Up Winden, where we are going to continue covering Equinox on Netflix. And today we've got episode two, The Girl Is Gone. I'm Brian, and I'm joined by Jerry. Jerry, how are you doing this morning? Hey, Brian. Doing good. Doing good. How about yourself? Doing great. I really liked the show. So I've seen each episode two times, and I haven't been bored at all. I feel really into the show. I feel really clued in. So I'm really excited to talk about this one. Same here. Yeah, I've also watched them twice, and... Um been good so far really enjoyed the show so far yeah some really questionable things i think we can talk about later on i'm really excited to get to them um but briefly we have uh just the, what the episode is about we have astrid continuing her investigation uh with her radio program about the missing children on the bus and she visits her mom she visits the bus driver and we also get a look into the life of Ida and her friends all right, Jay, yep. so that's pretty much the synopsis. So what do you want to talk about first? Um, we can go scene by scene again, but is there any big takeaway from the episode you want to talk about? I think a lot of the episode, at least from my standpoint, was establishing um, kind of the relationship between the four friends. And you kind of get a good feel to how they relate to each other. And then also the relationship with the, the two girls and the mom, Lena. I think we got a lot of a lot of the mom and, and insight. A lot, of, a lot of the episode was talking about the mom, and she kind of had, you know, a, a major influence on the episode, at least in my mind. Yes, yes, a big, big character development episode, and it made me like the teenagers a lot more, and maybe like the mom a little bit less. Uh, I don't know if <laughs> agreed. <don't>, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really liked how the teenagers acted with uh, one another, just to see their relationship was cool, and especially last episode. Uh, I didn't have a really good feeling about any of them, um, except maybe Ida I felt bad for. But now seeing how they acted like normally, except maybe Jacob, I think I, I think I like all of them now. So what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think we get we kind of get the feeling that um, you get the sinking feeling that Jakob is going to be the cause of what happens that's negative between the four of them. Like, yes, you know. The, the way their attitudes were in the first episode, you feel like was caused by Jakob, like at least in my mind, for all three of them. Like, you know, uh, Falke wasn't having a good time because he had lost the book. And, um, you know, uh, Amelia says that life is a disappointment and, uh, you know, Ida looks sad. So I, I feel like that's, that's kind of his doing. I think we're going to find out how and why. <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe they've already like traveled there um, at the point of episode one, and maybe they've been back, and because uh, they do all look sad, you're right. So I don't know, I don't know how this is going to play out, but yeah, it looks like they all were pretty sad. <laughs> the first one didn't like what was going on, so it'll be interesting to see how they how they flesh that out. But I do think we're going to start getting some answers pretty soon, for sure. Um, okay, so let's go scene by scene, then we can kind of talk talk about the different things we saw in this episode. It starts off, uh, it starts off, and I didn't think much of this at the beginning, but we kind of have, like, um, Astrid's hair in the bath, and I didn't think about that until after, when I was rewatching it, and I remembered that the mom was like, you colored your hair. Any significance with that, or why do you think they were focusing on that? Yeah, I mean, I thought visually it was really neat. Um, you know, I, I do enjoy the show's visuals. I feel like they do a very good job. Um I don't know if there's a, an extreme amount of significance other than the fact that, like, you could kind of get the feeling that even as a child, um, Astrid was kind of in another place at a certain time, right? And yeah. I think that's kind of what at least I'm getting from that scene. Yeah, and then it seems like the mom definitely favored Ida. Um, and, yes. And uh, yes. definitely 
uh, we, we'll get into that, but that definitely influenced her and maybe uh, contributed to why she was feeling so far out there. So we get an older Astrid um, in her, you know, uh, in her thirties or however old she is. And she's talking to her dad and she's going to go to Jakob's funeral, but the dad is not. And let me ask you about this. So I was a little bit confused about what the dad was saying here because he was asking, he's like, you're not going to see your mom. But then he calls her really manipulative. So I wasn't sure if he wanted her to see her or not. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I don't think he wanted uh, her to see her mom. Yeah, yeah that, that's I, I think he's mis, misspoken or whatever. But I, I don't think he wants to, her to see her. She, he calls her manipulative. Um, he says, you haven't seen her in, 20, in about 20 years. And then, yeah. you know, like. She goes, oh, well, that's like before I loop meth for bone home. And then he goes, well, yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, you know, like the, why, if you, if you, you know, if you had a relationship with her, you would have seen her in the last 20 years, you know? Yeah. Um, which also implies that like she's had a child and not shown her the child. Right. Yeah. Like that, that, that little girl has not met her grandmother, I guess is what I'm trying to say on that side. Yeah, no, that was that was really wild too, and it's revealed later in the episode where she's like, "You would know if you have kids," and she's like, "Actually, I have a daughter," and she's like, "Oh, is she yeah. always so as grumpy as you?" And I was like, "Oh, geez, it's really cold." Which kind of is almost like, "Oh, so you get it now?" Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, and then the other thing that so they did confirm, so she does live on that island that I was talking about in the last episode, Bornholm. So it, that is, she did move pretty far away. So like, she's trying to get away from everything, right? Yeah. We also have like kind of the flashback to Astrid pushing over, she's about to push over the teapot that we learned later on was something that Ida really liked, at least according to the mom. Uh, the dad stops her from pushing it over. Uh, any, we don't get too much of the dad. I think his name is Dennis based on the episode, but uh, anything from the dad in this episode, I'm starting to like him a little bit more. Hey, when you referring to the dad, Dennis is um, Astrid's husband, right? I think that's husband. David. Now we can talk about this. Is I think that David? No, yeah. I, I only mentioned this because when she said, when she brought up Dennis, the mom brings up Dennis, I was like, oh, that's cold. She's getting the name wrong on purpose. But I think she's like, you and Dennis moved on, right? And I don't think that would be referring to the husband. I think that's referring she's to... referring to the dad. Okay. That's right. what I think. I could be wrong. No, I think you're right. I think you're right, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I think you got that right. Yeah. Yeah. It would be kind of funny yeah. if she was purposely getting the name wrong. Though. Yeah. I, so my thoughts on the dad, on Dennis... Is I don't think he's a bad guy. I kind of like him, yeah. and I feel like he's he's looking out for his daughter. You know, I feel like he truly believes you're not not going to find anything when you go looking for your sister who's been lost for twenty years, and it's only going to bring you more pain and hardship. You know, and and I also thought it was kind of funny when she's like, "Are you? Do you want to go to Jakob's funeral?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Definitely not." Although some other parents will end up going for, uh, so I guess it's not yes. completely out of the realm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so Astrid, the main reason she wants to go see her mom, too, is because she wants to find some of Ida's things. I don't think uh, the dad had any, yes. right? No, I don't think he did either. No. I mean, he also didn't keep the home, right? He moved no, out no. and found a new place, and she stayed there, so obviously all the things are going to be there with her. Yep, yep, so... Uh, Astrid's going to make her way over there. And then, meanwhile, we're getting these flashbacks to the teenagers. And so it's 1999, we find out. And this is a little bit before your time in high school, right, Jer? 
Correct. So, Correct. but um, it did kind of. I don't know. I did kind of get vibes to like your your era a little bit of high school. Oh yeah. sure, yeah, it was close enough. Yeah, um, close enough. You know, yeah. I mean, that's it's basically my time. Yeah. Yeah, it was really um, really cool. Yeah, I was. I guess I was. I would be a freshman in nineteen ninety nine. So okay. Yeah, close I enough. guess it's yeah, yeah. close enough. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I guess. Like, Ida gets invited to a pre-party, and I guess we're supposed to take that, like, Ida's a little bit more popular than the rest of the group, even though they're all, like, extremely good-looking people, so, like, I don't know what, uh, like, it's kind of unbelievable that, like, this group of four is maybe, like, the outcast. I don't know. It's just TV magic, though, right? Yeah, I think, so here's what I got from that scene, is is the fact that um, Amelia is insulted by the popular girls, right, or the mm-hmm. popular group. Mm-hmm. The popular group is... Uh, inviting to Ida, but Ida is not interested in them. She's interested in Jakob, right? And right. as a result of that, you know, Amelia is going to kind of tag along because those guys, Falke and, and Jakob, you know, they give her the time of day. You know, they're, they're cool with her. Um, you know, they're friendly with her, unlike the popular group. So that's kind of how it kind of works out, at least in my mind. <laughs> okay. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Jakob is kind of leading the plans for the night. Sunday night, he has a plan. They're like talking about it's not going to be like the time with the, with the Ouija board. And this actually kind of yeah. made me like Jakob because it's like you moved the gla- like you moved your hand on the glass. So even he's joking around with him at this point. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with a Ouija board on a Saturday night, but <laughs> it seems like Jakob's moved on to bigger and better things. And we're going to find out more about that in the episode. <laughs> yeah, it's a step up for sure to go to this book um, and the graveyard. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the Ouija board, I've never, I've never tried a Ouija board. So I think I'd be a little too, too freaked out to try one. Yeah, yeah. So Jared, did you have flashbacks when they go to the, when they go to the CD store um, and uh, <laughs> to growing up? I sh- I sure did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Um, it's fun to see that, uh, as a, you know, when I was that age, the CD store was a place to be like, I mean, you know, it it just was fun. Like, you know, I enjoyed buying CDs when I was younger and, um, I kind of miss it. Obviously it's not as good of a form of music as a record. Um, you know, there's nothing beats a record, right? Yeah. Um, vinyl. But for, for, for me, from that time period, that, that meant a lot to me. So, yeah, it was kind of cool seeing that. Definitely. No, it was cool to have your collection of CDs and, uh, you know, have the little car, uh, <laughs> the car case you could use. or just have Yeah. Your, you had that. You had an awesome, uh, I remember, display of all the CDs. You were a big music fan, Jer, so I thought you might like yeah. this scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they're arguing about, like, punk rock. We got a new character, Stoli, I think is his name. And they're arguing, he's arguing with uh, Jakob about punk rock and anarchism. And yeah. yeah, what do you, what do you think about that? Oh, I just thought, um, what, what Amelia did was pretty me, right? Oh I mean, yeah. I, yeah. It, geez. It was, it was pretty clear. And when they're talking, Amelia knows that she's looking at Yaka, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's, they're, you know, she's like, oh, I guess I didn't, you know, I didn't know he was your type and she's just kind of like, you know, playing coy or whatever. And then she goes and asks Stoli to Stengate to go with Ida as opposed to Jakob, right? So she was doing that on purpose, primarily because, uh, at least in my mind, because Ida wasn't paying her any time of day when she's asking for a tampon, which she That's clearly right. needed. So, That's right. yeah. uh, you know, she's kind of getting back at her, I feel like. Do you feel that way? 
Yeah, I, I didn't put that together, but I think you're right now that you mentioned that. And uh, Stoli is no Jakob, so uh, it is <laughs> not something that she's going to really be interested in. And then, what do you think about Falky? So I'm trying to figure out how Fal- Falky figures into this. It seems like Falky likes um, likes Ida, right? Everybody likes Ida, but I think everyone likes Ida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That much for sure. Um, I feel like he's interested in her. You kind of get that like vibe when he's like, "Can I walk you home?" Like, yeah, you know, like, no, not today. <laughs> You need to make that strict, strict. Uh, what do they call it? The strict the curfew, curfew of uh, six o'clock. Uh, can I walk you home? You know, make sure you're safe. Yeah, it is a strict curfew. I thought, uh, like, especially for an eighteen-year-old. Yeah, six o'clock. I mean, she drives a hard bargain, Lena. I think so uh, too. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, what time? I guess if you do extra, like, if you do extracurricular activities. I mean, if if uh, if Ida does like a, you know. A, you know, I don't know if she's on the volleyball team or basketball team or whatever. Like, she's not making that six o'clock curfew. No way. Is she? Yeah. I mean, there's no way. When I play basketball, I would make that curfew. <laughs> yeah, especially if I have a game that night. Definitely not. Maybe she has like right. water polo, handball. You know, some something that they might play in Copenhagen. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I assume she's trying to get her to stay away from like hanging out at the CD store, but seems like she tries a hard bargain there. <laughs> Listen, you got hunks like Stoli and Jakob and Falky. You know, you'd be wanting to keep your daughter away from them, too. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, when she when she gets home, yeah, it's kind of, it's it's really, yeah, the mom is really dramatic about it. <laughs> um, but she's, like, talking about how it's a different world than growing up now. And, you know, in the first episode, I was speculating that maybe the mom knows something. But maybe it's, and I, and I still kind of think that, but maybe it's just that, you know, she's, uh, world weary and knows how bad the world can be. What do you think after seeing this one? I I think after seeing this one, and it's going to jump forward a little bit in the episode, but I feel that the mom definitely knows something because yeah. I, the, her reaction when she came in the room after um, after uh, Jakob left, you just and also how did she not see Jakob? Okay, that's like, what I want. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> I, I have I'm the just same question. Like, that whole scene led me to believe even further that the mom knows something like, uh, like there's something going on and we're going to learn more about that in future episodes. At least that's how I took that. Yeah. I, when I watched it the second time, I was really trying to pay attention to see how Jakob got out of that house because he leaves in the exact same door about five seconds pass. So there'd have to be like two staircases or something, one on the left, one on the right. And he'd have to, I was like trying to map it out in my head, how it would be possible. Which- Wait, from the scenes we've seen of that house, there are not two staircases. Yeah, there's one, like, right? You know, down, yeah. There's no fire escape. Like yeah. he he left, and that mom saw him. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure. Okay, that's good. Yeah. I thought okay because I thought plot hole, but maybe maybe no, it's intentional. No, I I think that's intentional. I think we'll find out more about that. Okay. All right. We'll see who's right on that one. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll yes, see. That's right. Um, okay. So when she. <laughs> This is just an observation. I mean, when she opens the door, when the mom opens the door, I thought it was Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live. I thought it was <laughs> Kate McKinnon. She changed a lot. Like, uh, the, the mom did, at least. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, she did. And and you notice, at first, she doesn't recognize her. No. Right? No. Because it's she been 20 years. Right? And, and Astrid, Astrid calls her Lena. She doesn't go mom. Yeah, that's right. She had called her that with the dad, too. Um, and, then, and then she kind of recognized her. She's just like, Astrid? Like, you know, and then you go from there, but yeah, yeah, I was gonna say, obviously, a hoarder, right? Yeah, um, yeah, and like, has not a big fan of throwing things away. <laughs> no, and it seems, I guess, like uh, later in the episode, we find out that she just wants to keep it the exact same way for Ida in case Ida comes back, right? Well, that one room, at least right? her room, like, so, yeah, 
The yeah. entire house was cluttered and overrun, you know, overrun yeah. with stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think it's not been a... well upkeeped, and then all of a sudden you go into uh, Ida's room and it's pristine and just the way it had been left twenty years ago, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she has like a painting of Ida in the living room. Did you see that? Yeah. And... Now, did she do that or did Astrid do that? Oh. Or maybe the dad. Someone had done that, but they probably did that while she was alive, I would think, right? Or maybe from a picture? Who knows? But I have felt we seen like any... that was an older painting. Have we seen any, like, allusions to a painting talent from any of them? I, I just don't know. Not I, yet. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if we will or not, but, I, you know, I, I, I know, um, at least I, I doubt that was a self-portrait of me. No. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. The mom is like, you're older now when I, um, than Ida was when she passed. And it's like, well, yeah, no shit. She's like 15 years older than that. But, but I think if you think about it from the perspective of the last time she saw her was 20 years ago, she hasn't been able to make that point up until now. That's true. Right. Yeah. And it also shows that, um, Lena is, is stuck in the past. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of what we get from her conversation is she's very much stuck in the past. She, she has not moved on since Ida disappeared. Yeah. You know, yep. um, that's, that's her main of thought. She's what she's focused in on. Um, similar to Astrid being focused in on finding her sister. I mean, they both are very much focused in on it. Yeah. Yeah. And she gets in a really good burn too. And so, uh, when she finds out about the granddaughter. So she's still living in that past. <laughs> she is yeah. still like favoring Ida as the golden child, right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, doesn't really care about Astrid. And they have the conversation about, are you better? Um, are you well? So what do you think? Yeah. Well, if uh, I, I thought it was interesting because she asked her at one point, the conversation takes a turn. And she kind of says, you know, do you feel better? Did you get well? And then all of a sudden, the cuckoo clock. Yeah, a little on the nose. Cuckoo, cuckoo. It was was a little bit on the nose. Uh Like, okay, obviously they're hinting at um, at Astrid being crazy, right? Or Or Lena. I I even thought even Lena, too. Or Lena. Or Lena. Like, you know, maybe that's, yeah, in reference to her being crazy, but not necessarily Astrid. But, yeah, that was was interesting. (laughs) Right, right. And then that leads into... Um, the Astrid going into Ida's room and then we start kind of these cool transitions where the camera would just pan over and it would go to the past. Did you like those? Like them a lot. Yeah. I especially like the one where the kids are walking down the staircase and this is like the high school kids and then all of a sudden yeah. Astrid's the one walking up them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, I thought it was well done. So there are yeah. cool different transitions there. And okay, so we got to talk about this. So when they go to the, when, he, when she's looking at the yearbook and I guess, oh, I'm skipping the scene because I'm so excited about getting to this yearbook scene. But, yeah, no, no, no. Let's, let's, let's get right into it. Okay. So she's looking at the yearbook and I had to watch, like, I watched this two different times because I was like, there's no way it said that. And she goes to Ida's, <laughs> she goes to Ida's page. Do you know what I'm about to say? Did you catch this? Oh yeah. yeah okay. Oh yeah. It, it, it's, it, I mean, they made a mistake. I, I think it's, it's the, the teacher you most like respect or the teacher you most admire. See, I don't think so. It, I don't think so because it says score on the, like it, me and Elisa paused it and we laughed oh, because really? it says like the last word is score uh, in the Danish and Danish. And I'm like, that has oh. to be like scoring with the teacher. So what it says is that like, why would they ever do that? No, it makes no <laughs> sense. 
So what it says is like the first line, it's like, uh, Ida wants to become like the next mother Teresa. And you're like, Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Normal yearbook thing or whatever. And then the next line is teacher. You'd most like to do. <laughs> and it says Henrik. Yeah, teacher. She wants to do. And it's Henrik. <laughs> so, the first time I watched it, I, I was just watching it just for like to no taking notes, just watching it to kind of see what happened. And I was just like, all right, I'll, I'll catch that line later. There's no way it said what I thought. And then I went back when I saw it again. It was like, wait a minute. It really did say that. So that has to be like, it can't be like a school sanctioned thing, right? I think so. I, I think that, I mean, is it almost in um, in her imagination? In <laughs> Astrid's imagination? I, I don't know. I don't know. It must be a little, it must be, things must be a little different. But uh, <laughs> that was really crazy, I thought. Yeah, that that part I, I had to watch a couple of times. Yeah, I, I wrote I it in all caps. I didn't take back the. Uh, I didn't look up the translation. Good for you for looking up the translation. No, I didn't. I didn't look it up. It just says the word "score" at the end, and I maybe it's it could be something completely different in Danish. But I just kind of thought it's like it kind of it kind of fits. I don't know. It could be kind of yeah. like a word. So <laughs> if anybody knows anything more about that, we would we would yeah, be let curious. us know. Yeah. Um, and what I skipped was they had a little flashback with Astrid had given a canary, a little little bird thing to Ida, right? Yeah. And Ida... Yeah, which is a nice moment between them. Yeah, Astrid's a nice little sister. She's really innocent and doesn't know anything about the troubles of the teenage lives, right? Right. And uh, Ida does tell her that mom is controlling, it's not love, and don't trust mom. Yeah, it's not love, it's power. Yeah. Controlling. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'll try to move on from the from the teacher, even though we're about to see him right now. Falky, he's listening to a demo, and it's of uh, him and Jakob's band, right? Right. And you know, Falky, he's n- nice. He's like, it's me. I'm playing the drums. It's really, it's really precious. And <laughs> they talk about Ostera, which I didn't catch the first time, but that's definitely something that Jakob is talking about, right? Yeah, and, and I had to look that one up because Ostera comes up a couple of times in the episode, so I was like, I got to look this up. But apparently, Ostera. Germanic goddess of spring and dawn, and it's a pagan god. Okay, so yeah, I didn't know if I didn't look it up. I didn't know if it had anything like in the if it meant anything outside the show or if it was part of the show's um, kind of um, origin stories. But so it is has some significance in the outside world, huh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Interesting, interesting. So they so there's there's two things they mention, right? Like later on, they mention signing or the the king. Did you look that one up too? I did. That one is just king. No, it's, it's just like king. A, a straight translation, king, and they kind of say it in the in the episode like that. It's the king, like that type of thing. So I think that's just a, a word there, word for king. Okay, and then um, or a version of the word king. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, what uh, what culture? I know it's pagan, but um, like around what part of the world? Oh, for for king? Oh, uh, for Ostera. Like, what? Where does that come from? I guess is my question. I, they said Germanic. Okay, so it's a okay. pagan Germanic goddess. Cool. Okay. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, that there might be some significance to I bet the show's probably, the showrunners probably wanted to draw on some mythology for that. So we'll see yeah. see what happens there. And we have Ida. Okay, this is, I thought this was funny too. So uh, what'd you think about Henrik, uh, like, leaving the school, like, with all the kids? Like, it looked like he was just, like, another student <laughs> when he was leaving. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it was it was interesting. Like, I, I, we're definitely going to learn more about Henrik. Um but I, I, he's the one I want to learn the most about, right? Yeah. At this point, you have a feeling that he's alive right now and that we're going to learn more about 
<laughs> yeah, I think he's going to be crucial, especially based on the end of the episode. Uh, I did like, he's like definitely trying to be the cool teacher because Ido like wants to ask about the homework and he's like, just follow your desires, whatever. I've got to go to Christiania. Yeah. And I, that was a really funny yeah. joke, Jared, that Christiana, some, some Danish person just drove out off the road because they were laughing so hard. <laughs> Christiania. <laughs> There's this place, Jared, in uh, Denmark where it's like not part of Denmark. It's, it's like they're like its own little, it's like a little section in the city. It's its own little place. And, like, they sell, like, all sorts of, like, different drugs there, different types of things there. And it's, like, kind of like a free country. Oh, really? So, yeah. I think Henrik, he's off oh, to score some. Oh, too funny. Yeah. He's off to score some weed, I think, after after school. He's like, whatever. Oh, follow your desires. Sense. So, good, good insight there, bro. <laughs> but, yeah. Henrik is uh, out of control, I think. Uh, especially with what was said in the yearbook. I, I hope he's not the yearbook editor letting that go through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope not. <laughs> This leads to Astrid visiting with the school secretary, right? She goes back in the, in the present time, and she's trying to figure out. She wants to know about Henrik, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think she's fine, trying to find out more about Henrik, like we all are. Yeah. Uh, she's interested. We, we're trying to get to the bottom of it. And, of course, there's no teacher named Henrik in the records for that year. So yes. it's like, okay, was he using a different name? or? But we never get to the bottom of that, do we? No, I don't think so. She says the paper is missing. And since you watched, like, both versions, maybe you have a clear understanding of this. But I didn't really know what she was talking about. She said no one is registered. The yeah. Paper. It's it's like she kind of – yeah, I watched both the subtitles as well as the dubbing. Because sometimes it's interesting to see the differences between the two. But um, it, it all kind of seemed to turn out the same thing in that scene. And it's just, look, we don't have a record of them. Like, you know, like it's a, essentially dead end. You know, like, yeah. um, you know, nothing to help there you know we'll see what's interesting is do we know who the kind of the guy who was at the funeral and at the school was because we don't really know him either okay no i don't think we did and the first time i we i watched it i thought i thought i knew who it was i thought he was the bus driver because like she pulls up the picture but obviously that wouldn't make sense because he would have aged but you know when she like pulls up the picture when she's ignoring when she's ignoring her husband and she pulls up the picture of the bus driver yeah, uh, on the Google search there. So does I, it look like him? I thought in it looked picture. Yeah, just just like I mean, really quickly, I I thought it was him, and I was like, oh, I was right, it was the bus driver. But later on, we see the older bus driver, and then when I watched it a second time, I wasn't so sure. And we never really get to the bottom. We still don't know who yeah. this guy is, right? I mean, here's the thing: it's got to be one of two people, right? It's got to either be Falke, right? Yeah. I mean, we haven't met Falke yet in the current time frame. Or, or could it not. be Henrik? It doesn't Ooh, really quite No, like no, Henrik, no. Henrik right? was way too much of a hunk to turn into that guy. Henrik would be way, way too old, and he would look a little bit better than that guy. Yeah. So I'm thinking Falke. Interesting. I'd feel bad for Falke. I mean, he had that magnificent, like, white blonde hair. What would, uh, to, to lose that would be a tragedy. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, this leads to the flashback of Ida sneaking out of the house. I really laughed at the way she snuck out. I didn't think this would be too effective. <laughs> did you did you catch that at all? Yeah, yeah, totally not effective. I, some of the yeah, I mean, I don't know. Some of the ways she gets in and out because of the tough curfew and the mom's strictness, I, I just don't know if they'd work necessarily. But I kind of suspend reality for for that part of the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's like walking down the stairs with her shoes off, and she's like, "All right, I'm going to bed," and then she leaves basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if really that would really work out. No. Oh, 
It's like, wait for them to go to sleep, maybe, or something. But anyway, they meet at the graveyard. And I wasn't sure what was happening the first time I saw this. I thought they were like, I thought she was going to Amelia's house or something. But she ends up in the graveyard, and I don't think I'd be friends with these guys after the, the stunts they're pulling on me. What do you think about this? Yeah, you know, I... I okay, so uh, Amelia's the one who scares her. That doesn't bother me. I feel like all the kids do that in high school. Um, for me, what would kind of get me upset, or uh, the part where I would be like, all right, I don't really know about this, is like... He's so obsessed. Jakob is like, okay, look at these symbols on all these gravestones. They're part of the group. Like, and then I got this book and then he's kind of not forthcoming on how he got it, but then there's rules about the book and he doesn't really, he's not being forthcoming about those rules. I feel like, or how he actually got it. Right. Cause he kind yeah. of contradicts himself. Yeah, like, and then all of a sudden he's like, I don't know how to use it, but then he starts reading it and it's like, well, have you read it or do you not know how to use it? Like he just seems to be not forthcoming. And that's when I would be like, okay, I don't, I don't know about all this, but he's, he's really jazzed up about the Island and he's really jazzed up about uh, the Equinox. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He shows them the book and yeah, he said he stole the book, right? So where'd he steal it from? And uh, if, you know, if he didn't steal it, well, at first, at first, he says, I gave my soul for it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then he did say that. Yeah. He comes uh -huh. back on it and says, I stole it. Okay. So that's why I'm like, which one is it? Interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that soul part. Okay. Um. So, yeah, that, that is probably pretty meaningful. I have a feeling that I, I, I'm guessing that the soul was the actual thing that happened and that he was embarrassed by that. And he said, I stole it. Yeah. Yeah. That's my guess. They're like, uh, okay, Jakob. <laughs> but. Yeah, he's really into it, right? And I guess, like, Amelia only wants... Like, I'm like, why would they ever go along with this? Like, I wouldn't want to do anything, like, that this guy's saying. But Amelia's like, oh, I just want to see your face when it doesn't work. So that's her motivation. Yeah, you wonder, is Amelia attracted to Jakob as well? I think everybody is. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I yeah. yeah. It is interesting. I mean, you got the two boys, two girls. I mean, but... They're all attractive. Yeah, why else would she be following them around? Like, you know, I feel like, I don't know. That's uh, just my take on it. <laughs> yeah. I did really laugh. I, I laughed. Um, I liked Emilio when she's mocking Jakob and she's like reading the same words. Like she's just mouthing the words as he's saying them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything else from this graveyard scene. Oh, yeah. Well, how about the symbol? Uh, we have Equinox. Equinox's answer to the Sigmunda symbol. Yeah. Yeah, it is, yeah. This one has four prongs instead of three. Yes, yes it does. The quartet. Yeah, so step, step up yeah, from, exactly. uh, from the uh, Sigmund side. <laughs> yes, exactly. And then uh, while this is happening, while we're like um, in the graveyard, we get the flash forward to the present, and we have the funeral scene. And I was pretty harsh on Matthias, the brother, last week, but I think I want to let him off the hook now. I kind of liked him, I believe him a little bit more after this funeral scene. How about you? Yeah, I would agree. He, he, I don't feel like he's being as deceptive, more so he's emotionally tied to the situation, and that's why he seems like he's deceiving. Yeah, exactly. And he, like, apologizes to Astrid when she comes in, and he's giving a really heartfelt homily or uh, speech about him, and uh, it's interrupted by the mother of the daughter, who's understandably upset, but... Uh, pretty rough uh, to interrupt a funeral like this. Yeah. You know, I, I, I get it. Yeah, but at the same sure. time, he's, he's dead. You know, like, 
do do this speech like you know find him when he's alive and, and try and confront him like you know when someone's dead they're gone you yeah. know maybe you're just kind of you know tarnishing their reputation post-death but you know I, I've I feel like that does a lot more harm to the people who knew him not necessarily to him yeah and, that, and it know, wasn't he's their the one that you're yeah. against he's the one you're exactly yeah the brother well, is not Yaka. we believe that but she might not yeah for sure for sure but yeah the family members of you know people who have committed these you know atrocious acts too they probably do go through a lot too and like the survivor's guilt that they have or just the guilt of knowing that person must be incredibly hard to bear on itself so and having to hear this you know at the funeral must be rough for matthias yeah Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I think he's probably dealt with it before, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. They're probably hearing that for a while. Yep, I agree. And maybe that's why he was so, you know, withholding when Astrid first came in, because he's so used to people, you know, being horrible to him about it. So he probably, it's probably a defense mechanism. Yeah, I would agree. And then, okay, so while the, while the um, mom is yelling at Matthias, the, 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 the sketchy guy who we don't know who he is, he leaves the funeral, right? And that gets, um, yeah. Astrid follows him and it leads her to Jakob's grave where we see a rabbit and he's in line with all the other initiates that he talked about in the, in the last episode or earlier in the episode. And he has the symbol on the grave as well. So what are we to make of all this? Yeah, well, for me, what I made of it is the fact that he, he was successful in joining the group, yeah. right? <laughs> like he, he got the marking on the gravestone. He died on the, uh, although it was it by his own hand. I mean, we assume based on the the uh, the version we saw of Astrid kind of seeing him jump. Although we didn't see the finished product of it, we saw like part of it. You know, he followed through. He did what he was supposed to, and he's part of their group. He died on the day he was supposed to. So, you know, it's tough because he didn't really seem to live to be forty. So that's kind of a tough deal, right? You know, he he died you know, right before that. And so it kind of stinks. <laughs> right. Right. And you mentioned the tattoo and it didn't have the, the date on the gravestone didn't have significance to me until I rewatched the episode. And I remembered he had that tattoo at the same date. So yeah, everything he said was coming true. Yeah. And then remember we talked a little bit last week, there was a rabbit uh, that Astrid was uh, playing with when she was a kid. So, and then the ear, like I'm there's, there's some significance with the rabbits obviously, but I, I, I we had keyed in on that last week too. Yeah. Yeah, rabbits seem to be a theme here. Yeah. And again, with the, I don't know yeah. if that like creature, that demon, if it's like some sort of twisted rabbit with the ears, but I'm still paying attention to that thread. I don't think I've been proven wrong on that yet, so we'll keep an eye out on that. For but, sure. Yeah, okay, so we get the flashback to uh, Ida and Ida and uh, Jakob and, um, when they have that conversation on the pier, and... <laughs> Uh, Ida really disses uh, reincarnation, don't you think? Yeah, totally. I mean, there's lots of people who believe in that and follow that as religion, and she kind of just completely trashes them. Yeah. Um, and, and you know, her. What, what's weird is she just believes so much into you know that that there's no free will. It's just very weird. Like usually people of a younger age believe more so in free will than others, but she's kind of so negative on it. And nothing really matters. One path. She must listen to Calica, I assume. You know, yeah, one path. That's just kind of, I don't know why she's like that. Maybe we'll find out more about that. 
Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we have she the, seems very down. Yeah, we have that whole discussion. Um, she even mentions like the tiny man and the dandelion who's yelling, and nobody can hear him. And that was a story. That yeah, it's a story that her mom told her, and it was kind of a bad parable. Yeah, <laughs> didn't go anywhere, right? No, no, it ended really quickly. Uh, they didn't tie back to it. So, <laughs> I think I think I know why Jakob went down the rabbit hole a little bit more too uh, for this world because of. Uh, I, uh, Ida's reaction after they have sex, uh, I think, would send him down that rabbit hole. <laughs> that was another harsh burn, don't you think? Yeah, that was tough, wasn't it? And then it's <laughs> kind of like, no, it was just my first time. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. Like, Yeah, yeah he was like, wasn't it good? And she was like, sure. She was <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, pretty awkward. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. But then they have kind of a nice conversation before the, they're interrupted by the mom. But they're talking about Marrakesh. I wonder if we're going to go to Marrakesh. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, that's kind of an out there prediction. But they bring up Marrakesh. They talk about it a little bit. He says he's going to follow her there. Um, so I'm just going to just going to keep that in the back of my mind. I don't know. If, I don't know if that'll happen. But they do bring up Marrakesh. I, well, I get the feeling they're not going to go to Marrakesh because she says she's going to go there at the end of the summer. Uh, right, and we know what happens in the spring. Uh-huh. So plans. I feel like that's one that never was, unfortunately. <laughs> yes, plans. Plans were plans were foiled. Yes, I see. Yes, you're probably yeah. right on that. She's always been drawn there, though. I wonder if there's any significance to that. Okay, that that could be yeah. significant. Yeah, we'll see what what comes of that. Yeah, yeah. and you know, so uh, Jakob has the date uh, uh, with the uh, 19, but like it doesn't say 2019 or 1919. So, like, when Ida first sees that tattoo, maybe she's thinking, like, it's just a date. Maybe it has significance in his past. But it actually refers to the future. So, just kind of, you know, interesting little tidbit. Yeah, well, but his tattoo had 19 on it, right? It did have 19, but it didn't... It it could have been 1919, right? I guess. Yeah, I guess it could have been. Like, if you saw that... um, If you saw that, But he does explain, that's when I'm going to die. Yes, he does explain that. Yes, he does. But before before he explains that, you could be thinking it's in the past. You could. You could. Yeah. We were all worried that, that that's what would happen in 2020, right? Yeah. That computers would see everything as 1900. Oh, so yeah. And uh, Y2K. I guess you could you could take the Y2K approach. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I, I almost wanted to flip my laptop over uh, when uh, when Astrid was talking to her husband. <laughs> did this make you upset in this scene? Oh, it did. It did. And, and um, it was just so painful. It was like a car wreck. You couldn't turn away. But at the same time, you're just watching it going, no, 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 don't do that. And then she does it. <laughs> yeah, I guess because so br- uh, he brings up the bus driver, uh, that uh, the bus driver is upset at his daughter. And that kind of, like, inspires um, Astrid to s- drop everything and at that moment Google search, even though he's, like, trying to tell her about his feelings and how he wants to get back together for her. And she's, like, not even listening at all. Not listening at all. It was that was rough. Yeah, it was really really rough. <laughs> yeah, and I was like rooting. I don't know. Like uh, I, when Dave, when she was like telling David about her uh, about how the trip, how the program's going, and he's like smiling so happy. He's like, okay, okay, tell me more. I'm like, oh good, I'm rooting for these two. And then she just like throws everything in the trash with uh, just <laughs> ignoring him. Yeah, my question is like, how much work has she done on the program? feel like she's recorded a couple of snippets of different scenes and that's about it like you know yeah maybe we can see a montage how's the program coming it's like i don't know if it's coming that well like she's you know she's got like a couple of recordings of 
one or two things and that's about it. <laughs> I feel like we could get like a montage of her putting the recordings together and then like interspersed with that montage, she could yell at the junior producer again. Like there could be some funny scenes with that. Yeah. Poor, poor Simon. <laughs> Simon, you know? yes. You can get reamed again. Of course. Yeah. yeah. We've got to see those guys again, right? She's got to go back to her work at some point. I hope so. I hope we get to see them again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I liked that little team. <laughs> Uh, okay so the final scene of the episode uh she uh her ignoring her husband did pay off because she finds torben brink and uh she is somehow able to find his address and uh did you like the meeting with uh torben's wife when she first comes in yeah it was pretty awkward there there were a lot of awkward scenes in this episode in particular yeah um that was one of them uh apparently knitting is good for the soul that's that's good to know um yeah. she started her knitting classes anytime now um but uh but yeah you know it was it was just awkward you yeah know? and you, you could tell she was excited to have someone else there yes you know yes, yes. like i i think that that's kind of what we should be getting from that, that i think scene, so too you know yeah because she's only yeah. talked to this guy probably for the last 20 years too it seems like or she doesn't have much um, outside you know. And as as we meet Torben, he has not been the same since the car crash. No, the, the truck accident. No, definitely not. It's going to be tough for um, for his wife to. It's got to be. It's got to be difficult. Um, the one thing I was going to say about like I, I liked seeing Astrid kind of navigate her questions because like when she asked her, she's like, "Do you knit?" And Astrid's like, "Not really." She's trying to be polite. That's kind of like how I feel. Like I live in Las Vegas, and a lot of people love the hockey team here. And so, like, when people ask me, oh, do you follow the Golden Knights? And I'm like, yeah, not really. And I'm like, but they, the, what it really means is no, not at all. I don't, I don't follow them at all. So that's kind of how. I don't follow them, please. No <laughs> more follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> the answer's I, no. Move along here. So, uh, but yeah, then she's, like, trying to, like, she, like, even is, like, talking about, uh, she's, like, talking about the wet. Like, she's talking about something else uh, that is just, like, really awkward small talk. Oh, she's always like, oh, you got to have socks. That's what she's talking about. Like, she doesn't know what to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, the conversation quickly dies at that point. But thankfully, uh, Torben wakes up yes. and, uh, and he's ready for a conversation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we so like we kind of get, you know, like a baseline of how Torben's behavior is like when she's talking with all three of them. But when they have the conversation with just Astrid and Torben, things get kind of scary. This was another moment where I was just kind of like, oh, shit, what's going to happen next? Uh, what do you think about all this? It was, you know, kind of got a little creepy after Torben did the pick three um yeah i'm assuming that he likes to play the lottery that would be fun <laughs> we should all put some money down on 22 21 23, 23 yep. <laughs> those numbers will probably come back <laughs> i'm sure they will yeah i'm sure they will but um but you know it's it's interesting um because once she starts asking the question you get his reaction and it's pretty kind of creepy and scary and then at one point he just goes I don't like them when he when she shows him the picture of the kids. Mm-hmm. Once he kind of internalizes, it's I don't like them. They are not nice, right? Yeah, so simple, so scary, so creepy. I thought when he was talking yeah. like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He says the girl is gone, and he grabs her. She's gone. Bye, bye, sweetie. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yikes. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. That le- uh, I that would be that would be tough to tough to react to and. Astrid leaves the picture with him when she goes to talk to his wife again to kind of get some more information. And I thought it was interesting that she left the picture. Um, and obviously it comes back in a little bit. But uh, what do you think? We kind of get the scene with uh, Astrid talking to his wife and she's smoking. And 
that's the one perk that she gets because now that he doesn't care about that. Uh, what do you what do you think about all this? Right. Yeah. I mean, I obviously feel bad for Torben's mm-hmm. wife. Um, yeah. And you know, uh, you know, you can tell she just still loves him. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes I see it in his in his face. You know, I see my husband. Um, so she clearly loves him still, and that's why she's taking care of him. Um, and then all of a sudden he has a seizure and, um, thoughts on how quickly Astrid calls the police. She's, she's not really on top of things when she needs to be right. Like no, no. her husband on zoom calling, calling <laughs> like call 911. She's just kind of like kind of doing it. Is it ringing? It's like, what yeah. did she do there? It's she, just like she's on top of things. Right. She's not very present. You're right about that. And, um, right. the, the wife yells at her too, right? She's like, call it, do oh, it, yeah. damn it. Yeah. So yeah. And then while she's calling, I guess we don't really get an answer to what happens because she like focuses on the picture and uh, Henrik has the symbol drawn over him, right? Yeah, yeah. And what's interesting about it, what I liked about it, when I watched it a second time, I noticed when he drew the symbol, he didn't write over his face. So the symbol is almost kind of kind of behind him almost. I mean, it's in front of him, but yet behind him. Like he didn't, he, he kind of did the symbol, but he didn't do it over his face. Did you notice that? I did notice that. Now, the first time I saw it, I was like, Torben, that wasn't really nice to draw a dick over Henrik, but um, no, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm sorry about that, but yeah, I, I did notice that. Yeah, it was like kind of like the two on the bottom, but yeah, his face was clear. Like, you could still see his face, right? Yeah. Like, I thought that was interesting. It's almost a sign of respect some way. Oh. Because he, he, he draws it, and he draws draws the, the perfect equinox symbol, but he doesn't draw it over his face. It's almost like, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. I, I, I read into that at least. Interesting. So I was reading, I just, I guess like, I just took, he's like the key to everything or he like, but I guess like uh, in that he could be the, he could be the leader of them. If that's a sign of respect, that's an interesting thread to follow. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. We're going to meet him. I mean, yeah. we're going to get more information on him. It seems like they're setting up, Next episode, yeah. we might we might meet Henrik. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know what to, to make of all of it right now. I'm I'm I want to meet Falk. I want to know more about Falky and uh, what happened to Falky and Amelia. I guess in the I think we need to meet them too in the present if they're still alive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, without a doubt, if they're still alive. Yeah. Although I feel like Amelia could be a could be a similar situation to Torben. So we'll we'll have to see on that. Yeah, you know, based on what the, his father, her, her father said. Yeah, and I guess we'll <laughs> um, I think last episode I was questioning like why didn't Torben get? In, uh, we were talking about like why weren't the, the teens in trouble? I guess that could be like why wasn't Torben in trouble either? But as we see now, he has been you know in a in a different state. He was in a coma for three years, and now he's oh, not really three there. years. So yeah. yeah, you you don't really get in trouble if you're in a coma for three years after something happens. You know, right? Like, yeah, clearly. It, you know, like he, he wasn't, well, you assume he wasn't involved. I think the rest of the, the people, the Danish people believe he wasn't involved. <laughs> yeah. And they probably like tried to question him and it was probably just leading then, nowhere. Yeah. Got, got the same answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing we knew, the secretary kind of, uh, was hinting that she thought they were guilty. Like she was like, I thought that had been settled. They were all to blame for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's, uh, she's, she's pretty convinced that there was the three of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that it was Amelia Falke and Jakob that that were the cause of everything, which could, you know, could be correct. Could be I think yeah. it's, you know, our gut probably tells us that it's prime, primarily Jakob. But, yeah. but we'll have to see when we get there. Um, 
you know, hopefully we'll see that scene again with the, the bus. I, hopefully, yeah. I'm, I'm hopeful of it. You, know? you think finale or second to last episode maybe for that one? For that yeah, scene? maybe. I mean, it's certainly at the end of this season. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to see. I mean, I'm I'm wondering I'm wondering about this islands too. I wonder how islands like it will be, or if like the islands just a metaphor, or if it's going to be like that tree smoky place we saw. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that as well. Yeah. Very curious. Yeah. 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 And I hope people are liking the show. I think it's I, I've really been enjoying it. I've been um, gripped for the first two episodes. I did write down when she's talking to her mom. I was like, okay, I kind of get the slow burn for the uh, for just this scene. But I loved yeah. I loved all the flashbacks. Like when we're talking the team, like the parts with uh, Ida and her friends. I think all those parts are awesome. They're fun to see like those relationships build up. So like I don't mind those scenes at all. And then we get a lot yeah. of you know a lot of info from the mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, a lot of info. Yeah, a lot of info from the mom. Yeah, and and the scenes with the kids when they're you know when they're back in high school, the flashbacks. Uh, I like it. I, I like mm-hmm. the show. Yeah, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's pretty good. Yeah, me too. So yeah, I think we're going to try to go through the whole series. So hopefully you guys can join us here at Wake Up Winden. And we also have the whole dark catalog if you've ever seen that show too. So you can check that out. Follow us on Twitter at Wake Up Winden and email the show wakeupwinden at gmail.com. All right, Jerry, anything else before we sign off for today? No, that's about it for me, Brian. All right, another good episode. I hope that you guys will check the third episode out and keep watching it. And we will see you next time. Take care.